Hi, guys. Hello. We have to do an intro. Where? So I'm going to talk about how the fact that I've had caffeine today. Ooh. I had a medium chai tea, and I feel like I'm going to die. (laughs) What's the tea? I I had dye tea, not chai tea. (laughs) Oh, that's very good. Oh, well. Noelle is currently drinking coffee, which... This could kill Cat. Like <laughs> this is like I'm holding out like a gun pointed yeah. at Cat's head, and I'm promising not to fire. Mm. <laughs> it smells delicious, but I can't have it. I had a sip of a pumpkin spice latte the other Ooh. day. Can you just uh, what just happened? I have no fucking Noelle clue. Noelle specifically took a long slurp of her coffee right in front of the microphone. <laughs> hey, little hey, ASMR you for know what? you. Can, Ooh, you can you can play like this that. game? No. Don't do that. No one was asking you to do that. No one asked you to do what you did. <laughs> anyway, things are going to get weird because I feel like my brain is in like two different dimensions right now. Nice. Because oh, I wow. had one single chai latte and it was a medium. And it your, wasn't very your, good. Your brain is in at least three three dimensions. One could argue for. You're like that meme. <laughs> oh my God, I'm done with my coffee. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Noelle- I'm pumped. Pumped and I am dying. And let's play D and D. Cat, I'm your DM, and I'm seeing things in five dimensions. Wow. 5D. Hey, I'm Noelle. I'm seeing in three dimensions, and I play France. <laughs> Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm seeing in one dimension. Are you Vioni? And I play Corbin. <laughs> Vioni on weekends. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hannah. I play Slake, a level seven half-orc fighter. And I've never seen anything in my life. Wow. Okay. Uh, what happened last time? Who knows? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No. I think I remember. Actually, what happened last time is you guys went to a dinner, and that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We um, went to dinner. We talked to some people. You mm-hmm. did some Be Our Guest shit. We yeah. found out. We we saw Phelan. Yes. Yes. I saw Phelan. We all three saw <laughs> All of us saw Technically, Phelan. I saw him, the back of him. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us that saw Phelan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we wrote Phelan um, a really cool note. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. All right, cool. And then I did leave him a note. In yeah, I remember room. that part. Okay. Yeah. But well, it is, that is all, this has all been like one long, horrible day. <laughs> and then El, El Nino came over. Oh, yeah, El Nino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she came over too. and talked with, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love her. Yeah, I, her. I die for her. Yeah, and uh, now it is, it is the next day, the next morning, the next dawn of the second day. Uh, oh, this is intimate, ga- this yeah, is orgy intimate day. gathering day. Oh, this is orgy. 
Orgy Day. Orgy Day. It's also Spy Day because Fran's ready to fucking spy on everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's also Find Phelan and like Beat Him Up Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like in a friendly way. Yeah. All right. So you guys have a lot of goals for the day. <laughs> <laughs> you have this uh, this intimate gathering this evening. And so uh, when you guys wake up in the morning, it's a beautiful day. Uh, you see the the sky is sort of, well, does anybody wake up early enough to see the sunrise? No. Hell no. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you wake up, it's a beautiful, clear day. Sky is blue. You see some some picturesque seagulls flying outside of the latticework of the cave. And when you go to check on Mary, she's not in her room. What the fuck? Mary. 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 Corbin starts screaming Mary's name. I okay. I searched the whole the whole place. The yeah. whole all of your rooms. She's not in any of your rooms. Corbin, I, maybe she's in the bathroom. Corbin throws her bed like, <laughs> like you know, you know how like you know how like when um mothers ha- their toddlers yeah. are stuck under a car. That's like what happens to Corbin, <laughs> and he just starts throwing things. Fran is gonna cast a spell. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use find object on Mary's earring that I know she has in her pocket. Okay, so. Fran, when you cast this this spell, locate object, you see a. You've seen this before. It's it's the same magic that led you guys out of the temple of Eol. You see a blue ribbon pathway, Ooh. Uh, unfurl before you, and it leads you out of your rooms. And are, 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 is everybody going along with? Oh, I yeah. mean, oh, yeah. I, we're in a panic. Yeah. yeah. Does <laughs> anybody Corbin? take a minute to change out of their pajamas? No, I. <laughs> no. So you all run out, you run down the stairs and out into the gardens and chase this blue ribbon along <laughs> through th- through these beautiful winding gardens. If we see anyone, we're like, no, no time. <laughs> yeah, you you pass by uh, Princess Renetta's group who are oh, going yeah. out for a picnic in the gardens. And uh, is Nguyenian there? Yeah, Nguyenian's there. Nice. Renetta's there. Azam is there, and everybody just. As you run by, has a very shocked and scandalized face. You <laughs> yeah. go, oh my. Yeah. And uh, you run all the way up to that lattice work and you find Mary just chilling out on a bench with a book. Oh, thank God. <sighs> Mary! <laughs> Mary looks up at you guys and then she's, she's already dressed. Um, she has a cup of tea sitting on the bench beside her. And she looks at you guys and signs, did you not find your clothes this morning i throw myself on my knees and like throw my upper torso into her lap (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like mary i thought you were dead (laughs) mary if you weren't our goddess i'd punch you in the face (laughs) i just assumed because they were so uh (laughs) well you know i'm glad everything's okay mary signs i left a note what (laughs) where it was on my bed didn't you see it Corbin flipped your bed over. <laughs> I was distraught. Mary's mouth forms a thin line and she signs, I'm perfectly fine going about the castle on my own business. Oh, yeah. If, if we saw the note, we would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, Mary. But you didn't. You just panicked and thought I was not able to take care of myself. I have an anxiety disorder, probably. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've basically been trained since birth to assume that, so I'm sorry, but... Fran definitely has an anxiety disorder. What? <laughs> uh, she she sighs and signs. It's fine. You should probably get dressed. 
Oh my god! I just like suddenly have a flashback to the time that we ran past all those people. <laughs> Corbin doesn't even like, register that. He thinks he is dressed. I I wilt into a dying flower in Mary's lap. <laughs> Corbin says, "Mary, it's not like I'm naked. I'm wearing a shirt. This is more clothes than you normally wear, right? Yeah, like I'm covered up." Does he? Does he? Does your nightgown have a poop window? <laughs> the little two buttons down the middle. Oh no. <laughs> But not the top one? No, no, no. The top one's buttoned. Just the two in the middle where the boob is. <laughs> Singular boob. Love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to go back to my room and go change. <laughs> yep. Mary, you just going to hang out here? She closes her book and signs, no, I'll come with you. Well, you don't have to. She comes with you. Right, cool. Oh, I feel like Mary's mad at us. Wow. You said it, Fran. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you guys head back through the garden, and Mary pauses to bow to Princess Renetta's group as you go by. Um, I um just like you know that vine of that girl who like has the fart keyboard. <laughs> That's what Fran is like right now. She's like, oh my god. <laughs> and she like inches by without making any eye contact with anyone. Corbin doesn't. Yeah, I'm also just going to walk by normally. <laughs> Give a All shit. Right. All right. Some nice pajamas. They are nice pajamas. Yeah. 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 But everybody who's at that breakfast picnic looks a hundred times nicer. Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys make it back to your rooms. Uh, what do you, What is your agenda for the day? You have you have your your intimate gathering in the evening, so that's your that's your dinner plans done, and that's like mainly our only schedule. For that's today. your only your only scheduled thing. Okay, I think Corbin wants to a look for Phelan, but also like confirm that what's his face is Phelan. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow I do want to like spy on people. That too. So maybe I can go cloud through some people's rooms. <laughs> Fart cloud it up. Oh yeah, yeah, and, boy. Like, Look around at their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's also like the temple with the bronze bones or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to check that place out. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like Vioni said, those who long sleep will soon stir yeah. if the web woven is not untangled. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. the bones and like mm-hmm. the dragon born woman we met are somehow connected to yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Want to go to Bone Town? Yeah, where's Bone Town? <laughs> Take me down to Take Bone Town. Take me to Bone Town. Please, tell me where I can find Bone Town. <laughs> bone Please. Town is, it's down the western cliffside of Madria. Is that accessible? Yeah. You can, I mean, that's Today. just, that's in the city. It's just like. Oh, we on, should, we should yeah. go. Do they give like tours? No, but you've been invited by Coquin. Yeah, Let's go. Right. Let's right. go to Bone Town. Okay. 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 okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, so that you can do. Do you want to? Now, this is just a purely aesthetic question. Are you going to wear your your normal clothes for this trip, or are you going to have your servants dress you up in your court clothes to go down to Bone Town? I want to wear my normal clothes. Yeah, yeah. Man. If I'm going to Bone Town, I don't want to have to like. Yeah, you I don't want to a bunch layers. of layers. I don't want it to be hard to take off. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I hate everything that's happening. I never should have made that joke. <laughs> so you guys head out of the palace. Uh, as you head out of the palace, you see Coquin. And oh. she is standing outside of the doors of the Royal University having an argument with a uh, a gnomish woman who 
you recognize after a minute as one of those scholars that you met in Denmark. Oh. Uh, so it is Daladanya, the very enthusiastic gnome who was very excited about all those books that you guys brought. Right, yeah. Yeah, and she is uh, having a very heated argument with Coquin. And as you draw near, you hear her saying, I'm sorry, we cannot open the archives for anybody who is not a student enrolled in the university. And uh, Coquin says, I understand your rules, but I am requesting access on diplomatic grounds. I, I just like walk up and I'm like, Hesitantly waving. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, Daladonia brightens up and she, she, she goes, oh, oh, my goodness. Amina told me that you guys were in town and that your common has gotten a lot better all of a sudden. Yeah. Hi, it's nice to meet you again. And she is now just like completely moving on from Coquin, who is standing there looking very frustrated. Um, I I also wave to Coquin. I'm like, hey, sup? Coquin nods her head at you guys very stiffly. Hey, like, how are you liking those books? Is there, is there a problem here? <laughs> oh, oh, um, I'm sorry, which books? The, the ones that we brought you? Oh, those, I, you know, it's the strangest thing, and it just didn't seem to have any information that we could, we could translate, so we're still working on them. Oh, like, you can't, you, what do you mean, they don't, you, you don't know enough ancient common? You know? And she looks sort of puzzled for a moment. And she goes, I? I'm not sure. Huh. Uh, Isn't that just the strangest thing? Um, Corbin Corbin uh, says, Didn't Phelan burn like a bunch of shit on Estra in the library? Yeah, he, he burned the Estra section in Wavell's library. So maybe they can't access the knowledge because it's not. I don't know. I I don't get how it works, but that's a possibility. Anyway, sorry that the books don't work, I guess. <laughs> Strange thing. Um, we were just about to ask our, our friend Coquin here for a favor. What can I help you with, honored guests? And uh, you see Daladonia sort of bristles as you, as you turn to Coquin. Um, well, actually... We were wondering if we couldn't come and visit, uh, you know, your temple. Nothing would give me greater honor than to show you to our temple. It is good to see someone have an interest in the true old ways. And she shoots Daladanya a look, and Daladanya just shakes her head. Says, well, stop by the university whenever you have time. I'd love to catch up. And then she turns around and heads through the, the big red doors. Um, Coquin, uh, what were you looking for at the library? They have many ancient texts in their collection that I am, as of yet, unable to access. We are hoping to find more ancient rituals that may help us achieve our goal at the temple. Well, maybe we can help you out later. We'll have to see. Uh, Coquin approves. Cool. Uh, so Coquin says, any assistance you may be able to render would be greatly appreciated. We have made little headway in the many years that we have attempted to gain access to the university library. Come, come with me. I will show you to the temple. And uh, you guys, you guys depart from the palace complex. You have to wait for a minute at the gates while they are open for you. Um, but then you head out into the streets of Madria and uh, you see everybody is busy at work repairing the damage that was done during the pirate attack. There are Crews hauling away broken cobblestones and relaying the streets and plastering up 
sections of buildings that were knocked down. Uh, it seems the work is progressing very quickly. Everybody is on board with getting their town back together, and you see lots of lots of tradespeople are already back at their stores, you know, hawking their wares and, and trying to, to make some deals, do some trade. And uh, you guys head down through the layers of the city. You head through a, a merchant district, and uh, you pass by on the streets what look like several very fancy resorts that face the beach. And then slightly further down the docks, you, well, what was left of the docks, you see boats just floating in the harbor as all of the docks were completely obliterated by the uh, by the fire from the apparatus. Do I see my boat? Uh, you do. It is it is currently flying the Royal Madrian colors. Oh man, how does and she look? And patrolling the harbor. Uh, it looks pretty good. You know, looks looks pretty good. Very good. So you are you're. Take it around this docks district to a very small staircase that is carved into the cliffside. And there's there's no railing on the other side of this staircase. It's just some steps that wind around the cliff and they are wet with the sea spray. Mm. I'm just going to have you all make some quick dexo checks <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> None of us were ready for that. <laughs> Uh, you should always Well, I got a natural 20. I'm about to hero this shit. shit. <laughs> I got a 24. I got um... I got a 19. Damn. Mary got a 4. So, as you were going across this tiny slippery staircase, Mary loses her footing and uh, begins to tilt toward the ocean. Her oh, arms I, are just waving wildly. I grab her with my natural 20 dex like insanity. <laughs> And I'm like, it's all right, Mary. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Mary sort of shrugs you off. Yeah, because but... she's fucking pissed. She's yeah. damn. <laughs> and she's mad at us <laughs> for caring about her. <laughs> but she does sign, thank you. Damn. <laughs> yep. And uh, then Oy. you guys continue down to the mouth of a cave, which is just, it looks like it is just above the high tide line. And actually, just looking at the the rocks here, you can sort of tell that at high tide, this place is not accessible. Mm. Coquin leads you inside, and inside the mouth of this cave, there is a big bronze door, which Coquin knocks on once, and a little a little small, like, view visor <laughs> slides aside. So they say a few words in Draconic that you don't understand. Mary does. Though. Mary does, yeah, but she doesn't translate them <laughs> yeah, for well, you. Yeah, well, yeah. So they say a couple words in Draconic, and then the big doors open. And uh, Coquin motions you inside. In here, it is a huge cavern with glittering bronze columns of uh, that are all just be- beautifully shaped in lots of different intricate geometric designs. And immediately in front of you, there is a huge, perfectly intact skeleton of a dragon curled up on a raised platform and surrounded by just like loose treasure <laughs> mm, damn uh, and Coquin approaches this dragon and she she kneels down and puts her forehead to the floor in front of it very briefly and then stands back up and then gives all of you a very significant look and motions to the floor oh like we should be bowing yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, I do it. Mary also does. 
and gets down, and you touch your forehead to the floor in front of the dragon. So, Coquin says, This is our great lord of bronze. Oh, we work tirelessly to find a way to wake him again. And this is my home. She also says and motions around. You see a few other dragonborn like her wearing loose-fitting robes, and they're, they're milling about. There seem to be a lot of different passages through these caves, um, and people are coming and going. Uh, you see a young dragonborn girl wearing much shorter robes, and she's carrying a big tray of, like, really delicious-looking food. And she places it in front of the big dragon skeleton's mouth, and then bows to it. And Coquin bows to the girl, who then bows to Coquin very, very quickly and runs away. <laughs> Corbin is eyeing that food and using absolutely 100% of his personal restraint to not consume it. Thank God. I mean, I want to ask Coquin. Um, um, so, Coquin, um, what, what happens when, uh, I mean, when you wake the dragon? She looks at you like, this is just like the the most shocking question she has ever been asked. <laughs> she goes, Zen, that's not... I'm, I am sorry, that is simply a question that is never asked. We, we are here to awaken our lord and to tend his bones until that day comes. When, when he awakens, then he shall be awake and... And he... And he'll be awake. <laughs> when he awakens, he shall be awake. People are awake when they wake up. Oh, man. Humans are just human. He he shall bring about our former glory. So he, is he cool? <laughs> he is our lord. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> gotcha. I know how that goes. I've got, you know, I, I've got a pretty cool god myself. Uh, so, you know, a good luck, for sure. <laughs> it's really beautiful, by the way. These are great bones. <laughs> These are really good bones. Can I look at them closer? Please do not touch them. Um, yeah, I won't. We <laughs> just look at the um, spell. <laughs> okay, I want to cast um, Detect Magic uh, on the dragon bones. They are magical. Okay, well, I, I want to know, like, specifically what, like, divination of magic. I don't know that there's, like, there's not really a specific school of, um, right. but... Do they come from, like, is the magic, like, f like connected to, like, a god or something, then? Uh, no, that, that's a good question. So okay. these bones don't feel attuned to any specific type of, ma of like, god, like, godly magic, but... You see in your in your using your magic vision, there's sort of a crackle of lightning about them. Mm. The lightning dragon. These are sparkly bones. <laughs> Skokwin liked that I complimented the bones. I think you said that too quietly for her to hear. These are sparkly bones. Oh. <laughs> Who wouldn't like to be told that? Um Actually, Coquin seizes on this, and she, she grabs your arm with one scaly hand, and she says, Do you see? What do you see on them? 
while Coquin is is distracted, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go up to the bones. <laughs> Don't fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. touch them. I will. I'll keep her distracted. <laughs> I have to touch them. So <laughs> I'm gonna spin like a really detailed and beautiful description of what I saw in the bones to try and keep uh, Coquin distracted while Fran mm-hmm. does this. So I just want to go up to like the food and be like, "Oh, food! I see." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Coquin. Uh. My God, Yoan, he was made by a Vioni. And I was just wondering, are are dragons like uh do they qualify as monsters? Uh Coquin bristles at this and is distracted from her interrogation of Corbin's magic vision, and she says, No. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon lords of old were not monsters, nor were they created by any god. They are creatures of a magic far greater and far older than anything that the gods of men and elves could ever have created. Um, and I just want to touch the tiniest little, like my elbow, like like I'm not. It's not even my hand. Make a sleight of hand check. Okay, yeah, we're gonna fucking die. Can I like help her? Can I? I'm s- doing it really good, so I think this should be a low check. I'm not doing it with my hand. I'm not okay. being obby. Whoa. Is that what I fucking just saw? Is that a natural one? Motherfucker! Did you just not? I'm doing this really good. I like I can control the will of the dice. I just wanna say I I just wanna say it. The Coquin told us not to do one thing. Literally one thing. Just don't touch the bone. <laughs> I'm casting it though as I'm touching it, just like sure. FYI. Yeah, 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 yeah. What what are you casting? I'm casting identify. What is that? If it is magic item or magic imbued object, I learn its properties and how to use them, whether it what spells are affecting the item, whether it was created by a spell, and which spell created it. Mm. So here's what happens. Okay. When you cast identify, mm-hmm. you see a, a vision of an adult bronze dragon in place of where these bones are. And in your vision, it rears up and it you see lightning crackling at the edges of its mouth and it, it opens its mouth to roar lightning at you. And uh, the elbow that you're, you're using to touch those bones jabs into the bones and your vision abruptly ends as the head of the dragon falls down onto you. What? <laughs> We're gonna die. So I get killed by a skull? Yeah, so Fran nope. dies. Nope. <laughs> so the, the mouth of the dragon falls down onto you, and you are you are pinned by it, and you will take... You take three damage. You're fine. Ow, I'm sorry. Fran! <laughs> I, I was trying to look at the food. <laughs> uh, Coquin immediately... Disapproves greatly. Yeah, that makes sense. How many how like points. how many like points of disapproval is that? Two. One hundred. Okay. Yeah, Coquin greatly disapproves. Okay. And that makes sense. Several of the other dragonborn attendants rush over and begin to like keep, try and keep the head from falling any further mm-hmm. down the dais, and they are they're gently trying to maneuver it back to where it was. And Coquin roughly grabs you by the arm, Fran. And yanks you out of this this skull cage that you've made. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had a magic vision. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think it is time that you all leave. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. And I'm so glad that I'm not the one who fucked up this (laughs) time. A several dragonborn in 
a light armor carrying spears approach you and Coquin says to them, please escort our honored guests from the premises. Bye, Coquin. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> and uh, you are you are summarily thrown out of the temple. Yep. Well, that makes sense. How does Mary react to that happening? Mary signs nothing. She is uh, tight-lipped and and Mary disapproves. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had to figure out what the bones were. I can't control the dice. Hey, friend, my fellow fuck up. What'd you see? Um, not one of you. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like each other. I just, I didn't even see anything good. It was just a stupid bronze dragon. Like, as if I didn't know that it was a dragon. Are you okay? I mean, no. You have like a little bruise on your on your arm or something. I have bruises everywhere that it fell on me. Your body's a bruise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mary heals you for three points of damage. Thanks, oh, Mary. Mary's so nice. Mary nods and then signs. Well, that was a waste. <laughs> hey, we got to know that it's a lightning dragon, and that the dragons are older than the gods. Yeah, and uh, I didn't like sense that its magic was it was attached to any particular god either. So that might actually be true. And that they don't know what the dragons are gonna do when they wake up. They're gonna wake up, Slake. <laughs> I mean, right? They'll be awake, Slake. Slake, they'll be awake. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was stupid of me. <laughs> Here's the thing: as much as I liked Coquin as a person. I don't really want to help her wake up this dragon, so I'm honestly kind of fine that she's pissed off at me. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Like, I think she's a very cool person, but I'm very worried that she's misguided about her god. Yeah, it seems pretty bad. We also killed that other one. Yeah, we definitely did do that. It's like, I don't know if we told you we... We killed one of their dragons. <laughs> oh, uh, that's cool. We didn't. We didn't know. Yeah, about, I it mean, was attacking it, us. It was really trying to kill us big time. So we <laughs> killed it big time. Mary signs. Why was that dragon attacking us? I don't know. It just saw us and it hated us. It was like, oh my god, friggin' oh uh, wagon, not that's today. What it, that's what it said when it saw <laughs> us. <laughs> Mary, Mary is frowning and she signs. Remember when we escaped it? When we went through the canyon. I looked up and I I saw someone on top of the cliffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was that? Were those, like, dragonborn-y people? But Mary, Mary shrugs and then signs, whatever, whatever it is, I, I can't imagine that it would just, it feels like too big of a coincidence. Do you think it was attacking us on purpose? I simply wonder if Torva may, may have convinced that enclave to join his side. Mm. Also, like, that dragon that attacked us, it was like half a body and just bones? It doesn't feel like, I don't know, that doesn't feel like a wake all the way to me. Why would the dragons want to serve Torva, though? I mean, they're older than the gods, right? Mary shrugs and then signs, why would anybody want to serve Torva? 
Maybe but, serve is the wrong word. The dragons got fucked up by something, clearly, because they're all bones now. Yeah, they're bones now. Yeah, now they are just, bones. Now they're just bones. <laughs> That's like the one thing we know. Yeah, we know that. People are bones when they're bones. When, <laughs> when a person is bones, they're just bones. <laughs> Hello, friends and enemies alike. It's time to vote! I mean, it's Dames and Dragons time, technically, but I hope that you're listening to this episode of Dames and Dragons on your way to vote. Um, it, it, are you listening to this on Tuesday? Immediately? Because it's time to vote. Are you American? Are you eligible to vote? Get your butt to the polls. If you didn't register, then check if your state allows same-day registration, because many states do. And if you're listening to this after Tuesday, then please, for the love of God, tell me there's good news. Anyway, hello. Welcome. I only care about voting today and voting only, but let's also take time to thank our iTunes reviewers. You guys are people who put in the effort to do a really cool thing that Maybe seems small in the moment, but makes a difference with the faith that others will do the same. And all your little drops in the bucket make an ocean in the end. Much like voting. Anyway, love you guys. Uh, honestly, the iTunes reviews this week were, or this last two weeks, I should say, were like really, really nice and really cool. Um, they're always good, but these were especially good. So um, y'all are so sweet and kind and generous with your thoughts and praise, and we seriously appreciate it. So these thanks go out to Bumblebea933, T. Jumpist, uh, Rysia333, Emmy2021, Rosie Rocket, Shanty, You Stay, and Glad Real. Glad Real, I hope you go into the West and remain yourself. Thanks a million, you guys. Also on Patreon, Patreon. Y'all are the you, you all are the real heroes. You're the real guardians. You're the lifeblood of this podcast and the wind beneath our wretched wings, and our only true friends. Uh, that that goes out to Ty, Ezra, Brian, it's KK, Sean, Callum, Elsa, Rye, and Sophie. Thank you guys so much. Um, I also want to thank our sponsors this episode. This episode of Dames and Dragons is sponsored once again by our wonderful friends who we love more than ourselves, Cobalt Press. Uh, Cobalt Press, if you ever want any of us to uh, take a bullet for you, just let us know. Warlock is a Patreon-supported project from Cobalt Press, the publisher of the Midgard campaign setting for 5th edition. With your support, the Cobalts can make new 5e Midgard material on a regular, ongoing basis. In return for becoming a Patreon, you'll get first access to new maps, new monsters, new 5e character options, and much more. Subscribe today and instantly get access to brand new mini dungeons and adventures like Smuggler's Run, Black Sarcophagus, The Fey Courts, and many more. To help expand the world of 5th edition dark fantasy, go to patreon.com slash cobaltpress. Our other sponsor today is Genuine Fantasy Press. And I want to let you know that Genuine Fantasy Press is giving away a free version of the new book, the Compendium of Forgotten Secrets, Awakening, 
at GenuineFantasyPress.com. This book is for 5th edition D&D. All the player content is included in the free version, 125 pages. It contains 34 new subclasses, 17 new warlock patrons and familiars, over 175 new spells and invocations, 10 new races, and dozens of campaign hooks. This book is designed to work with both classic and homebrew settings, and it gives you new ideas for your world and game. It's full of beautiful, full-color artwork, and it's available internationally in hardcover on Amazon. Again, go to GenuineFantasyPress.com. Genuine Fantasy Press. Inspiring adventure. And last of all, a message to the beautiful Chantel. To be honest, like, the message is go vote. Chantel will be voting, so there's no point in telling me this because she already knows. So, everyone, you have now become sleeper agents, and you gotta go. Okay, well, what do you guys want to do next? Mm. You're on the, well, you're the, at the place where the docks used to be. We could investigate the scene of the crime. The docks? Yeah. 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 Uh, so it looks like today at the docks, they are erecting, like, new docks, basically, but they're, mm. they're just temporary ones to get things into harbor. And you see that the pirate ship, Fran's ship, it is being brought in. And there is a team of gnomes standing on the docks watching it come in. And they've all got, like, toolboxes and, and, you know, bags full of tools and notebooks and scrolls and things. I have that look on my face that, like, Jack Sparrow gets whenever he sees the Black Pearl. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so, should we talk to the gnomes? I think so. Yeah. Say hi ho, sailors! Ugh. They all give you kind of a look. Hello. Man, you're so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the gnomes says, "What can I help you with? Are you guys the cleanup crew?" And they all look very offended. Fran, what is your deal today? Uh, Fran, they're clearly craftsmen. Check out their nice toolboxes. <laughs> they're clearly building this ship and improving it with their gnomish intelligence. We are investigators. Oh. He, he we, were breaks all, in. we were all wrong. Oh my god, that's such a coincidence. We're also investigators. <sighs> oh, we fucked it up though, Fran. <laughs> We've been tasked by the Royal Navy to look into those monstrosities that destroyed our city. One of them is coming into port now, and he points at the at your ship, Fran. Mm. I repress my feelings and my ship being called a monstrosity, because I'm assuming he's referring to the apparatus. You should probably take that ship apart plank by plank. Just yeah, Corbin! Sure. <laughs> I uh, kick Corbin violently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ground. <laughs> Good. Um, I, I say... Uh, so you haven't investigated it yet? Well, it's still out in the harbor, isn't it? Okay, that's fair. I, you have keen senses. <laughs> we we also are trying to figure out what happened here. We're we we're on a special commission. Yeah. <laughs> From the ground. Yeah, Corbin's still in pain. <laughs> it was a hard kick. Yeah, it was. 
<laughs> Fran only has strength one time, and it is when she is hitting Corbin. Mm-hmm. It's true. I, I, I save all of my strength for that. Yep. I try to help Corbin to his feet. Corbin, Corbin uh, gets up and uh, dramatically, like as soon as you let go, falls back to the ground. <laughs> I, I grab you in concern and try to rehabilitate you. Oh, so like, oh, it hurts. Hang in there, Corbin. My spleen has been ruptured. She's wearing steel-toed boots, like. I'm clearly wearing, like, not steel-toed boots. Like slippers or something. (laughs) Maybe next time you should just try, like, emitting a foul odor from the glands on your underbelly. (laughs) Corbin throws himself away from you. I just thought it might help. Stands perfectly fine on his own, like, on the other side of Fran. One of the gnomes uh, leans over to another one of the gnomes and whispers, Seems like they're just a bunch of clowns to me. <laughs> what are they? Yeah, what are they investigating? Their own butts? Oh. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna lose it. Honestly, I, I laugh. Corbin does look at his own butt just like to check, <laughs> just just in case. Yeah. Um, I I say, <laughs> I say actually we're the heroes of Danmar. You might have heard of us. <laughs> and then. The gnomes are saying to each other, I heard the heroes of Danmar were taller. <laughs> One of us was. <laughs> well, we have important jobs to do. And as they're saying this, the ship is finally coming close enough to the docks and people are throwing out mooring lines and the, mm. the gnomes fan out to grab the mooring lines and tie them to, to the dock. Uh, and uh, a gangplank is lowered down from the ship. And the gnomes all file up onto it, casting very dirty looks at you guys. And we follow them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, the guard at the top of the gangplank puts his spear across and he says, Sorry, this is a private ship. Um, we're actually under orders um, from, from uh, Queen Tenevine. And uh, we're supposed to uh, investigate um, what's been going on in the city. I so- put my hand on this guy's arm. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> This is my ship. <laughs> and he looks at you dubiously and says, I'm sorry, ma'am, but without uh, some proof of your ownership, I, I can't allow All you right, on board. You want me to g- have the queen tell you it's my ship? Because she will. I'm sorry. Unless you can provide a proof of ownership, I cannot let you aboard this vessel. It has been commandeered by the Madrian Navy. Yeah, because I, I let them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, my God. I Corbin, down. Corbin, like, oh holds God. Fran back and says, nobody say anything. She's going to lose it. I just sit down. Um, <laughs> Corbin guards you like you're a bomb. <laughs> Did Loria give us, like, deputy badges or anything? No, no. Loria gave you nothing. Okay, let's think about this. Could I try to do, like, a persuasion check to cut? Yeah. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Ugh, that's six. Uh, he is not convinced. God fucking damn is it. Is the boat, the boat's still, like, in water, right? Yeah, oh yeah. It's it's out there. Uh, Corbin wants to, like, as he's, like, body checking Fran, he says, go with this. And then he pushes, oh, no. and then he pushes Fran over the edge of the boat into the water. Whoa, Corbin, why did you do that? She was, was going to lose it. I heard her say she was going to try and go through. I had to do something. I I um, land almost silently in the water. Yeah, like a... <laughs> like, a like a water spy. Like a water spy. <laughs> uh, and the guard looks at you and he shakes his head and says, I'm not going to be distracted that easily. Well, I wasn't trying to distract you. I was trying to help you out, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of more... He grabs his spear a little bit tighter and he says, I'm going to have to ask you folks to leave now. 
Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Slick, let's go. This guy sucks. Sure. <laughs> Mary waves to the man. <laughs> Mary just silently like... <laughs> What are you doing now, Fran? Um, I cast gaseous form on myself and turn into a beautiful fart cloud. Mm. A beautiful mist rising from mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the ocean. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you hear some people aboard going, Oh, what does that smell? <laughs> That's gonna throw their investigation off. Are they are they on the decks? Yeah. Uh, it looks like the gnomes have just surrounded the the apparatus and they are taking it apart and examining every piece of it and trying to figure out how it works all right well i'm just gonna like peek up over the edge of the ship like on like the far side where there's like not Mm -hmm. people not people to smell you yes uh okay yeah that so you see the gnomes are they are investigating the apparatus and they've they've begun taking it apart and cataloging all the parts and uh yeah that's what they're doing the guards are just guarding it there's a, a sort of skeleton crew that are keeping the ship running. What what do you want to investigate here? Um, I mean, we didn't really investigate this ship, I mm-hmm. guess. So no, I w- you just killed everybody on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> I I think I want to go inside mm-hmm. and like check out like the captain's quarters, see if there's any like paperwork or letters, mm-hmm. clues as to who if they know who they were working for. Yeah. Uh, why don't you roll a investigation check? Seventeen. Okay. So, with, yeah, with the 17, you, it's, again, it's one of those situations where what you don't find is very telling. Hmm. This does not seem like it was a well-outfitted ship. There hmm. are not a lot of munitions aboard, which you would expect from a pirate ship. It looks like the cannon, like the, the traditional cannons, the ones that aren't the apparatus, there, there aren't even cannonballs aboard. There's no cannons. There's hmm. no gunpowder. You do find some of the personal effects of the sailors. And what you find are a lot of those Torveic books. And some of them have, like, bookmarks in them or highlighted pages. And when you, you look at what's been sort of highlighted in red, it's a lot of these passages that are saying things like, free yourselves of the chains of worship and follow no false gods. Join the revolution which will free us from the machinations of the whole. You also find a, a lot of little carved broken tower tokens. Okay. You know, just among their effects, but... I want to take some of those. Mm-hmm. So kind of what I'm taking from that is that they didn't expect to win this encounter necessarily. They're just trying to weaken the city. So from that, I would say there's another attack coming. So I'm going to cast Gash's Form once again and float my way on out. Uh, what have uh, Corbin, Slake, and Mary been doing while Fran's been off investigating? Are there any good uh, Hungry Boy knockoffs on this dock area? Actually, yeah, there is a there is a famished fella mm-hmm. food stall out on the docks. Okay. And uh, this one, the sign is of a man who looks very... Very thin, but he's in front of a great feast. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, we go for that. Uh, the famished fella, not as good as a hungry boy. I kind of knew it, but just desperate for that <laughs> the recreation want- of the taste. Yeah, yeah. At famished fella, they have sort of their like uh, mince pies and mm-hmm. like fish pies. They're, it's a very pie based business. Okay. Well, if I if I knew that was there, I'd know that's where they'd go. So yeah, you immediately <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, yes, oh yeah. I show up as a cloud person. I'm like, yeah. sup. 
<laughs> can you speak as a clown? No, I can't. I just meant that as like that's my demeanor. So you just like oh. appear as a friend shaped <laughs> fart Wait, cloud. Can yeah. we see a fart cloud? You visually? can smell a fart cloud. You yeah. can you can you can see me. It's like it's like a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. So I see a cloud. It's like you see sort of a bluish mist roll in and a smell of BO. <laughs> yeah. Wow. As we've established, fart the, the fart cloud smells meaty. Yeah, it I hate gross. <laughs> yeah, it smells like a like a person has been aerized. That's so. the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's not a good smell. It's bad. It swirls all around you, Slake. Oh <laughs> Jesus! Oh, friend. I cough. Come on, stop tormenting them. <laughs> Wait, friends? That's Fran. Yeah, she turns into a fart cloud and smells really bad. Oh, I swirl all around in celebration. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Did, I mean, just out of curiosity, uh, was Mary the one that uh, gave you guys your, you know, your cool magical god powers? I'm leading the way back to the palace as, as they talk about oh. it. Well, um, Mary signs, we better follow her before she dissipates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she looks back at you, Slake, and signs, no, well, I guess my mother gave them their powers? Yeah, maybe. She shrugs. It's unclear. Everybody on Estra is magical. Oh, cool, cool. That's cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've got loads of magical powers myself, but I don't like to use them because it just would make things way too easy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's like <laughs> Mary pats your arm, Slake, and just gives you a little nod. <laughs> You don't uh, know it, but Fran is like, that's bullshit. <laughs> you still a fucking fart? Yeah. yeah of How long does that fucking spell last? Oh, like hours. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> she can turn back at any time. Oh, yeah, but I don't want to. I'm, I'm going to go spy now as yeah. long as I'm already a fart. Oh, no, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to. I might invite Nwinnie and then to our room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you guys head back to the palace. Uh, you can go your, your separate ways. So, Corbin, you're going to go find Nwinnie in. Mm hmm. Slake, what are you going to do? Oh, geez. Let's see. Well, Fran's off being a fart. And <laughs> let's see. Well, maybe me and Mary will check out the memoirs. Yeah. 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 That would be good. Yeah. yeah. Mary's up for that. Let's see if we can't dig up anything on the history of some of these peeps. Yeah. Mary nods. She acquiesces to that. Cool. And uh, you guys head off to the, the library of memoirs, which you have to ask directions to find because it's a big palace. Mm. Uh, so it's on the other side of the palace from the gardens on the ground floor. And inside is a, it's not a large library, but it is very densely packed with many, many volumes. Just, and they all look like they've been hand-bound, hand-written, just beautifully preserved. Uh, There's a few couches in here and uh, like a little writing desk in the corner. Uh, In this room also are portraits of the many royal families over the years. And when you come in, you see uh, Tenevine is in there, Queen Tenevine. Oh. And she is standing looking at one of the portraits. When you guys come in, she smiles at you and nods her head. And Mary bows very low and then elbows you slightly. Yeah, of course. And Tenevine smiles and says, ah, welcome to the Library of Memoirs. I'm pleased to see that you've uh, come to see our cultural history. Uh, yeah, the pleasure running to you, Your Highness. Uh, yeah, were you just doing some reading then, or? Oh, uh, 
she looks back at the portrait and then smiles a little ruefully and says, No, I was just looking at our family portrait from before my parents' death. It is... <clears throat> it... Yes. Well. And she looks over at the portrait again. And in this portrait, you see there is the, the king and the queen uh, before her. They look like very stately people. And there is Renetta, and she's quite a bit younger. Renetta looks like she's maybe 12, 13. And there is Tenevine, but Tenevine is dressed in men's clothes. And when you guys come over and look at the portrait, she looks very nervous as she looks over at you and then says, I haven't decided if I want to have them repaint it. It is the last portrait that we had done of all four of us, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't reflect who I am. I get you. That's rough. Mary puts a, she puts a hand out to put her hand on the queen and then draws it back and then gives her a, a small smile and signs. It is a nice portrait of your family. And Tenevine nods and then turns to the both of you and uh, clears her throat. She says, um, is there anything that I can help you find in here? Um, well, let's see. <laughs> I guess we were just trying to learn a little bit more about uh, the court and investigate. Let's see. Who do you think we should try and figure stuff out about? Is this where stuff would be about the, the dragon people? I don't know. I th think that was like in the archives of the... Yeah, this is what Renetta and Azam have been super into. Okay. Yeah. Political memoirs, right? Yeah, they're the different the families. Political memoirs of all different families and all different rulers of Madria going back hundreds of years. I wonder if we should look... At what we can find on Marchioness Capibon? Yeah, mm. sure. Oh, yes, the Marchioness. She does make a bit of an impression, doesn't she? Uh, let's see. And Tenevine looks through the shelves for a bit and then comes across a, a volume bound in dark green leather. Says, here we are. This is the memoir of the Marchioness's great-great-uncle, the former Marquis of Capibon. Oh... I suppose we'll need to find another title for her, since the state of Cabibon is no more. I'm sorry, I have not yet learned to keep my own counsel, and she smiles a little ruefully and says, I must admit you are very easy to speak with. Here, please, uh, peruse this as you wish. And she hands over the book. Oh, well, I mean, thanks very much. I mean, if, you know, if there's stuff you want to talk about... Uh, we're, we're around. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Hi. She looks around a little abashed and says, Honestly, I don't know who I can talk to anymore. Seems like everybody has an opinion on me now, since I became queen. But now I'm really in the great game of things, I suppose. That sounds really lonely. It is. A bit. I don't know what I would do without Captain Loria. She really is my rock in all of this. She smiles a little wistfully. She seems really great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you guys have each other. Yes. Yes. Well, I should be going. Thank you very much for your kind words. And please, 
take your time in the library. There are many fascinating volumes here. And then she sweeps out of the room. Dang. So do you guys, are you, you sit down and read the memoir? Yes. Yes. Okay. You learn that the, the state of Cabibon uh, has been, it's been established for a couple hundred years. It started as a fortress and a stronghold and then sort of sprawled out to become one of the defensive cities of Madria. But as you're reading this, Mary is finding another volume from the next Marquis of Cabibon, Sylvia's father. And it seems like from his memoir, her father, in his running of the state, really let the fortress go. A brief purview of his memoir shows that he spent most of his time here in Madria at the court. I guess we should check out what um, what Renetta and Azam have been reading here. Uh, Mary nods. Oh, good idea. Please roll a perception check. It's a fucking oh, natty 20. Perceiving the fuck you, out of this. You, you perceive God. <laughs> for a moment, you feel like you've just been displaced from time and space and you look around and you you feel like... A heavy dice roll has just decided your fate. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then you snap back to it, and you find a book which shows which uh, which books have been taken from the library recently. And you see that uh, Zom's name is written down next to several volumes of the Olias family history. And uh, Renetta has been looking into some tomes from before the Elias family was on the throne from the previous royal family, the uh, Bellion royal family. But none of the books that they have checked out are in the library because they have them hoarded in their rooms, I suppose. And Elias is, that's Tenevine's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But why? <laughs> These were all why? checked out on the same day, too. You see that. They took them out on the same day? Yep. Because you got an Addy Twent. You can tell that the whole list, despite the fact that it, there are two different names, it is all written in the same hand. Mm. So they were doing it together, in other words, yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense, because they're working together. In in marriage. In a relationship of love. <laughs> <laughs> and also crime. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. Yeah, mm. because what is love if not a crime? Baby, That's true. Don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> Are there are there other books like about especially about the Bellions like to see like what sort of things? Oh yeah, there. I mean, because like we can't get to the books that are checked out, but like yeah, are there other volumes on those topics? It yeah, actually, there is only one that has not been checked out, and it is the memoir of the first Bellion king, and the Bellion family was the founding family of Madria, uh, dating back to before the ocean came to meet the town. And they they credited the grace of Minotine as saving their city. And the first Bellion king used that, what he called divine right, to show that this is meant to be a great civilization and that he was meant to be the king of this, of this new realm on the ocean. Is there anything in the book about uh, how the... Oliases came to succeed the uh, Bellians? No, because this this book ends at the death of the first Bellian king. So I guess, yeah, I guess I'll just say like, uh, well, it seems like whatever's in the books that uh, Azam and Renata have is probably pretty important, especially if they're, you know, trying to stage some sort of a coup. They might be looking for uh, examples. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mary nods and 
signs. Well, maybe Fran can steal it from their rooms. Well, she's a fart cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> uh, by the way, in general, does does Mary still seem pretty pissed or like? She's definitely not pissed at you. She seems a little more reserved today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she's definitely like not pissed at you. It's like mm. your uh, your buds are real uh protective of you, huh? Mary sighs and signs. I understand why. I just... I don't... (laughs) They just... Sometimes I feel like they just think I'm helpless. And I mean, they have some good reasons to, but... I just... Would like to go have tea in a garden without them... Flipping out. (laughs) Yeah, he did flip that bed pretty hard. (laughs) And she makes a frustrated motion with her hands and then signs, makes so much work for the servants. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, but you're like, I mean, you're a goddess, right? I mean, you're probably like the most powerful person in the whole group. She shrugs. I don't really know about that. It's... It's like she turns to you fully and she takes your hands for a moment and then she lets them go so she can sign. You've come to us at a very difficult time and there are a lot of things that are very uncertain, including the fact that I might not be a god. We're really not sure. And I don't want to lead you on thinking that I'm going to solve all of this world's problems or or even stop Torva. We're just we're just three kids who are trying their best and I understand if that doesn't line up with your vision of a, of a heroic destiny but it's the truth we're just doing our best I mean you seem like you're doing pretty good to me uh, okay I guess I should be real I mean I don't actually have any magical powers I know that you you know you guys, I, I just didn't want you to think that I'm, like, totally a, a useless idiot. <laughs> but, uh, I can, like, break stuff real good. I got a mini muscle, and I'm gonna do my best to do the best that I can for y'all. Mary smiles, and she, uh, she wipes her eyes a little bit. We'll all do our best, okay, Slake? Don't worry. You are... Vioni wouldn't have sent you to us without reason. And I'm sure... I really am sure that we need your help. So... Thanks for putting up with us. Oh my god! (laughs) I'm gonna like... Oh shit, I'm probably fucking tearing up. (laughs) And I'm gonna fucking shake Mary's hand real good and be like, I won't let you down! Mary puts her other hand on top of yours and nods. Thank you.
for the listeners at home, I'm vibrating onto another plane of existence. <laughs> over here with me on the fourth dimension of caffeine. Yeah, here I am. You guys can see time. Yeah. <laughs> time is a river. Where are we going? Hey there, listeners. It's Shane. And Ishan, your hosts from the Total Party Thrill Podcast, the newest addition to the Don't Split the Podcast Network. We talk topics that help you, dear listener, create and play better RPG games. We have a back catalog of more than 150 weekly episodes. And we got nominated for an Emmy for episode 11, Social Contracts. In episode 154, we talked about crossing the moral event horizon. How evil is too evil? We also recap our home games, like the 40k Rogue Trader campaign, Dynasty Unwarranted. Um, but that's mainly just you trying to kill us all. In your defense, our characters are greedy idiots. Don't forget the three years we spent Neberon playing Morning Glory, your 5th edition D&D campaign. We also review new RPGs and books, and every episode we build a 5th edition D&D character in the Character Creation Forge. You might check out the pint-sized Punisher from episode 119, a halfling with a bad attitude, and 14 levels of Barbarian. So to recap, total party thrill. RPG advice, campaign recaps, and D&D characters built by your dashing hosts every single week. What more could you possibly want? To get back to the actual show? Oh yeah, let me just hit this button, and here you go.